Ohio people with Mennonite views, and they're gonna give us some missional news. Ohio Conference Cast. You are listening to Ohio Conference Cast a podcast dedicated to sharing missional stories and other information about Ohio Mennonite Conference. Here are your hosts, Thomas Dunn and Bill Seymour. Welcome, everybody, to Ohio Conference Cast. This is Bill. This is Thomas, and we're kind of hosts, but not really. We're just introducing this thing and then turning it over. That's right, because at the annual conference assembly, uh, we just kind of plugged our podcast kit into the sound system and did some recording. And this, what you're going to hear today, is a recording of David T. Harina and Eldon King and our moderator, Bob Souter, mm-hmm. and they are reflecting on 50 years of Ohio Conference. So enjoy the listen. And don't ask us exactly what they're celebrating because they told us that Ohio Conference has been here for more than 50 years. Well, Eldon did. Yeah, Eldon did. Yeah. And I trust him. I, right. We all trust him. But it was a fun celebration. So yes, enjoy. And good stories. Two years ago when I went to Kansas City for convention, I met Eldon on a street corner on the way to the meeting. And I said, aren't you Eldon King? And he looked at me and he said, you're one of Roy Souter's boys, aren't you? And he proceeded to ask me how my brothers and sisters were doing. There's nine of us. He not only called us all by name, but he did it in order. (laughs) That really impressed me. I probably hadn't seen him for 30 or 40 years. So uh, it's it's been a real pleasure to see you at the, and David as well, to see you at these meetings uh, and keeping involved in the conference. So I asked them some questions to start with. I think the questions have changed since we've got the panel divided. So uh, what I'm just going to do is uh, Eldon's going to give us some history about the change and, and what, hap- what occurred at that time. I've asked David to uh, especially to talk about how it felt to be a minority group in the conference and things we've done well and things we haven't done so well. I think we need to learn from those things so we can move forward. So let's see what these gentlemen have to offer us. This is supposedly a 50-year anniversary of the Ohio Conference, but Ohio Conference is way older than that. In fact, uh, there was an Ohio Mennonite Conference many years ago, about the turn of the century, of the 20th century, the end of the 1800s. But uh, there was also an Eastern Amish Mennonite Conference, to which most of the older congregations in Ohio, in Ohio belonged originally. So there was a merger in 1927 between the the then Ohio Mennonite Conference and the Eastern Amish Mennonite Conference. And so the name then, for many years, was Ohio and Eastern AM Joint Conference. Not the Ohio Mennonite Conference, but the long name. Then uh, later, the the words uh, AM Joint were dropped and became Ohio and Eastern Mennonite Conference until uh, 19, I think it was 1974 when the the Atlantic Coast Conference began and all the Eastern churches became a part of that. Then it became Ohio Mennonite Conference. So I'm not sure what we're celebrating in terms of... (laughs) But but the conference is older than 50 years. And... uh, but uh, over the years, there have been many changes, but we'll talk about those later. David, you 
started uh, Good Shepherd Church in Knoxville started about about that same time in the middle to late sixties, I think. Uh, so uh, you've been part of this group for as well. So what could you offer uh, from your perspective? I came into Ohio in 1963. The church uh, was the building, the old building that we have now, plus the new one. It it started uh, on a Easter Sunday in 1962. Uh, my first years in Archibald was uh, kind of uneasiness because I didn't want to be here. Uh, planning on going back to Texas uh, in two years. I've been here 55 years. Ohio <laughs> Conference has been good to us uh, in the learning about how churches work. Uh, I always see it like a big council meeting. Uh, when we have council at church, we have the chairman and we have the secretary, we have this, and I always see, see it as that. And uh, I have, uh, have had, uh, after I broke from this uh, onicities, uh around... Uh, uh, I don't want to say uh, uh, different people or colored people or white people uh, because uh, I wasn't I, I used to. I mean, uh, uh, we came to Ohio since I was uh, 10 years old to work in the fields. Several people treated us okay and several people did not. But luckily or God's way of leading people lead us to a nice family here in Ohio where my my dad and, and their dad become really good friends without any. But uh, when I broke out of my easiness in, uh, after I was 30 years old, when I decided that the Archibald was going to be my home and that my children were going to grow in Archibald, I broke out and started coming to the Ohio Conference meeting to learn more. And I had a lot of fun uh, dealing with uh, regional pastors, you know, so, and I had uh, the privilege to, to carry along with them with a good relationship with Andy Stoner, with uh, uh, Cliff, and who was the young Tom Kaufman, and my brother here. <laughs> but uh, the, the, other, the, the only thing I cannot figure, uh, why did they choose me? I'm not that old. <laughs> But I've always been welcome among the Ohio Conference people, always. And the pastors around in, uh, in Archibald also. Uh, at the beginning, I didn't went to the, to the meetings of the uh, pastors because I didn't feel that I should belong. I didn't belong there. But after that, then I, I knew that, that, that I belong because I was serving the same God. Amen. Okay, one of the one of the questions I asked I asked uh, them to talk about was how are things different today than it was 50 years ago. Uh, when I talked to Dale Wise about this, his comments were 50 years ago when we started it was all men. Uh later on the women started coming. Uh and he thought that was a good thing and uh Ernest Ernest, Ernest Martin picked up on the on the, the the fact from bishops to overseers, the overseer's name and the bishop sounded sort of heavy-handed. It thinks the regional pastor thing is really a, a huge change there. So what would you gentlemen have to add to that? Well, I would say, first of all, that the, the dress code has changed. <laughs> there used to be a, a lot of suits and ties. Well, 
there were ties a- after 1957. <laughs> that's, that's when Article 7 uh, of the new Constitution finally got adopted. That Article 7 required pastors to wear plain coats. And uh, there was a couple of years that that was debated, and finally it was dropped. So after that, there was a lot of neckties, and, and, but suits. And uh, so the dress code has changed. The hospitality has changed. Uh, conference always used to be held in congregations, and the, the, the cluster of congregations would open up their homes, and people would stay in homes. Now they stay in motels. A few stay in homes, apparently, but, but the hospitality is different. The length of conference is different. Uh, it used to be over three days, uh, beginning like on a Tuesday noon, and sessions Tuesday afternoon and Tuesday evening, Wednesday all day, morning, afternoon, evening, Thursday morning and afternoon. And so it's a lot shorter now, more brief. Uh, there used to be a, always a conference sermon, and uh, there's no conference sermon anymore. There used to be a lot more uh, inspirational input, not only sermons, but but people speaking on various various subjects of interest or debatable, and uh, th- that's all changed now. It's more, more more business and much less time for worship and inspiration. I agree with Eldon. <laughs> I, I was thinking also on the dress code. Uh, I remember those suits that uh, the, the men used to wear. That I wanted one. <laughs> but then all of a sudden they changed to the other suit, so I started wearing the other suit. So, yeah, um, the message is the same. The encouragement to one another, I think, hasn't changed uh, a lot uh, because we, we come here to get... Uh, uh, Excited for God, a little encouragement from one another in the tables. There's a lot of discussions, and we can share what we really uh, believe uh, in our hearts. And sometimes we're not only in agreement, but but we're saving the same God, and and we cannot like the the lesson yesterday in the in the one of the workshops that sometimes we want to be right, and you're wrong, I'm I'm right, but who's wrong and who's right? And so that's that's the thing that maybe has not has not changed that much, and and I think the inspirational also is kind of go low down, is low, uh, but also uh, the 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 homes that used to offer uh, for people to stay. At that time, my wife used to travel with me to all the the meetings, and we used to stay with families. And uh, I remember after we got done with sessions, we went to the home, and they were waiting for us with fruit and whatever, ice cream and things like that. And then they had breakfast for us also. There was no man's breakfast at then. So, <laughs> women's breakfast. Thank you. One thing is different. There didn't used to be any table groups. We were in congregations. We sat in benches and... and uh, if you debated or, or discussed, it was from one bench to another. Table groups are much better now. Thank you. So another thing I asked was, uh, could you remember a memorable, memorable experiences, memorable things that happened during that 50 years that, that uh, seemed to change the face of the conference? Well, one of my memorable, memorable uh, times with conference was I don't know how I got into it, but I was member of the Evangelism Commission, uh, and uh, and we there's I don't know if there's anybody here that was in that 
uh, when I was and my wife together. But we used to travel on weekends to a church, like, for instance, Pike. In Pike, I think we went to Pike one time. I think we went to Worcester one time. And when we, and I think that the, what the purpose was is to give us, to give ourselves to them and, and give us, give our testimony. I used to give my testimony where the churches that I went. And I wasn't too, too familiar yet with, with the Mennonite, uh, uh, I was, I was a Mennonite, but, uh, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> Mennonite who? Yeah. So I came from the Methodist church. And let me tell you just a little story just to, uh, the church, the Good Shepherd Mennonite Church was, uh, started by Bill Flory. Uh, he used to go out and minister to people in the field of tomatoes. He didn't speak English, Spanish. I don't know how he did it. He went out there and with his, whatever, he, he took stuff, with blankets and things like that. But he started a church, but then he moved up to Route 2 and, uh, 66. And they put a good shepherd Mennonite, Mennonite church. And my dad, uh, their church in Brownsville was Good Shepherd. So when they saw that sign, they, they thought it was Good Shepherd Methodist Church. <laughs> but then this man, they met this friendly man, uh, Bill Flory. And they become really good friends, the two of them, my uncle and my dad. And so that's the way we enter into the Mennonite church. Uh, and then when I came... Uh, I didn't want to, I went to, too long to church, 18 years. I didn't want to go to church anymore. It's, it's enough church. Anyways, uh, I gave my God to the Lord in 1965 in the Mennonite church. And so, what was the question? <laughs> You're doing well. Okay, uh, I belong to the, to the Evangelism Commission, and we, we spent Saturday afternoon with a congregation in a little service and fellowship supper, and then the next day, I, I was the one that bring the message to the church that morning. So I, I had a lot of fun. I had uh, experience also. It helped me to, to get away from my uh, shyness or whatever you want to call it. The other part is that I belong also to... Oh, uh, I don't know who did this, uh, uh, but they called me if I wanted to go to Honduras, and it's from the Ohio Conference, because I, I remember I came here, and from here they took us to Akron to pick up the plane. So we were in Honduras uh, two weeks, and the only thing that, that, that we did, we went to the Mennonite offices in Honduras, and how... How small is the world that the girl that was married to the ones that were ministering there graduated with my daughter? <laughs> See, I never met her, but I met her in Honduras. Anyways, the, 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 the purpose was for us to walk. It was the time of uh, Hurricane Mitch and destroyed completely. It was a devastation all over. We couldn't even drink water, uh, so we took bottled water. Uh, and all that we did was walk the streets and minister to people. Yeah, and, and they recognize you right over here. You're from North America. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing here? So we now that the question we took went to we just came to see and and we went to very very low places where the people were just sick and but thank God that we made it through two weeks and uh, and then I belonged to the develop, development team also and that was another time that I've learning for me 
uh, sharing with the, with the members they were at that time. So that's, those are the times I've been felt good. We all, we all get put in positions where we don't feel comfortable but stretch. Uh, in terms of memorable, uh, I wanted to back up and say something about the structure of conference when it changed. Uh, originally, there were three groups in, in Ohio, Mennonite churches, that were called conferences. There was Ohio Sunday School Conference or uh, Christian Workers Conference, which met annually and had congregational delegates. There was Ohio Mennonite Mission Board, which met annually and had congregational delegates. And there was also the Ohio Eastern AM Joint Conference that met annually and had delegates. And in, uh, in the late 60s, when the conference wanted to reorganize, they asked the Christian Workers Conference and the Mission Board to be a part of conference. And uh, they came to the Mission Board and said, we want you to be a part of the conference. And the Mission Board said, thanks, but no thanks. Because our mission is clear, and it's different than the conference mission, and so we want to continue our mission of mission outreach and evangelism and so on. They came back the second time and said, please join the conference. And the answer was the same, thanks, but no thanks, because our mission is clear. They came back the third time and said, we want you to be a part of the conference because we want the conference to be mission-centered, mission-focused, and mission-oriented, and we think the mission board joining the conference could help that happen. And so that did happen. The Christian Workers Conference then became the new Nurture Commission. The mission board became the new Evangelism Commission. The Treasurer's Office became the Finance Commission. The Ministerial Committee of Conference became the Leadership Commission. And then there was one other commission added, which was Peace, Justice, and Service Commission. Those five commissions then made up the, the uh, organizational framework of the conference. And then also that was the time that the uh, first conference minister was hired, which was Willis Breckbill. He became the, the first one of the conference ministers. Okay, that's, that was interesting. Uh, some of those changes are still here. We still see some of those. Some of those groups have, are not a part of us anymore. <clears throat> uh, I guess the last question, we're running out of time. Uh, this could have gone on for another half hour, I think. Uh, the, the last question I asked was, uh, you've, you've both been out of active ministry for at least five or ten years. So uh, why have you chosen to stay personally? Why have you chosen to stay involved in ACA meetings? I remember the first ACA meeting I came to three or four years ago. We went to the, the preachers had a meeting. The ministers had a meeting uh, in the Year of Covenant thing. I see Eldon standing up there singing off-the-wall songs, which I'm sure is not his favorites, and uh, just really joining in and being involved. And I, and, and I have to wonder, why after all these years you're still choosing to stay involved? Good question. Last year, I said to myself, this is my last conference. <coughs> my wife always says, do you have to go? I said, no, I don't have to, but I'd like to go. So, and I got her permission to this. Well, it's something to, to reminisce and, and be with people. You make connections. I make connection on my table because the lady there, uh, Kaufman, is that it? She knows my sister from Texas, from Texas. And she knows Conrad and, and my sister Esther, that uh, uh, pastor of the Mennonite Church in Brownsville, Texas. 
So there's another time that, that I was sitting on a table, uh, I think it was in uh, Central Christian uh, on one occasion, and the couple sitting with me started asking questions. And they, I rediscovered that, that their daughter married a Canadian by the last name Weber. And I say, Weber? I said, my daughter is Weber. So the, the guy that married is Rodney Weber, uh, married her daughter. His brother Jerry married my daughter. <laughs> and, and it's a game. <laughs> my, do- my daughter used to say, Dad, I play a better night game. I said, what? They asked me who you were, who you come from. I said, I don't, you don't know. You, you, you guys don't know my dad. He didn't come out of the Mennonite church. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a time to be together, I think. It's unity and friendship and fellowship and sharing. I think that's the things that made me come. Uh, maybe this is my last, so. I'd like to say one more thing. You did ask one other question. And that was, uh, is there any word for the conference oh, yes. on? And uh, I'd like to simply point out that in your report book, uh, in your you know, the conference report book, on page four, there's a diagram and also a commentary. And that diagram has is a cir- circle, and Jesus Christ is at the center. And around that circle is, uh, is uh, vibrant faith and uh, passionate worship, and bold witness. And I'd like to suggest that the conference keep on track with that. The first statement, I think, underneath that says that Jesus Christ is the center of all we are and all we do as a high amount of conference. That's a, a big statement. It's a bold statement. But I'd say stick with that. Let Jesus Christ be the center. And uh, some, several years ago, there was a, an acronym that uh, got pretty popular. It was WWJD. It stood for what would Jesus do? And it became so popular, it sort of lost its, lost its edge. But I'd like to say that that would be a good motto for the high conference. If you come to questions and concerns and issues, uh, what would Jesus do? Keep Jesus at the center. It's one thing to have it on, on paper in your report book. It's another thing to live it out as congregations. So that would be my word for the future. Keep Jesus at the center. Thank you. I just thought about what could I say to to the leaders of Ohio Conference and to every one of us uh, would be is pay attention in what God is saying to us. Uh, pay attention and listen carefully to the voice of God because it's an inner voice that comes. Uh, I don't know if anybody has heard an audible voice, but you know you might have. But utterly, He speaks to your heart. And also, as you hear these words of God, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that leads and and, and to all truth. And we cannot go wrong if we listen to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is going to lead us to all truth and remind us of what the Word of God says. Thank you. Well, we'd like to give a special word of gratitude for Norm for editing a live podcast that I'm sure created all sorts of challenges and different feedback. So thank you, Norm, for pulling those things together into a palatable form. Thank you for the missional planning team for pulling together the missional event and the Q&A and making our job easier for podcasting because all we had to do was hit record and then do an intro and an outro. 
which we've decided should be a word if it's not. So thanks, everybody. We'll see you on down the road. Ohio people with Mennonite views, and they're going to give us some missional news. Ohio Conference Cast. Thank you for listening to another edition of Ohio Conference Cast. We would love to hear from you. Our email is ohioconferencecast at gmail.com. Ohio Conference Cast is brought to you by the Ohio Conference Leadership Team, along with Norm Sohar, sound engineer, Megan Sohar, voiceover, Ann Lehman, publisher, and our many guests and listeners.